This is episode 31 of Essential Oils by Design. Essential Oils by Design, the podcast about essential oils and human design and how they work so beautifully together. We're your hosts, Nani Chisire and Raz Isbell, and there's three things that we're both passionate about. Essential oils, human design, and making the world a better place by helping people get both in their lives. Hi, Raz. Hi, Nani. So today we're going to talk about sensitivity in the chart. And this is not about just being sensitive emotionally. There's actually a few different types of sensitivity we realized as we were digging into this topic. So maybe Raz wants to put a little more in there for you from what she was thinking. Yeah, sure. So when we think of sensitivity, we often think of, you know, a highly sensitive person. At least that's what I do. So perhaps... You're not on the same train as me. But when I think of a person who's highly sensitive, I think of somebody who's you know, very aware of what's going on for other people, somebody who you know, perhaps might find it confronting to go into crowds or you know, even sometimes to leave home or who's sensitive to pain, that sort of thing. And, and Nani's right, as we were chatting about this particular topic, we realized that it's not just that kind of sensitivity. There's other ways of being sensitive. We can be sensitive to criticism. We can be sensitive to change. And, and there can be various uh, degrees of sensitivity. You know, some people can be very sensitive to what's going on around them and can be designed to be that way. And we'll definitely talk about that. And other people can be so sensitive that it it almost hurts. So we're going to look at all kinds of sensitivity. One of the things that I am going to make sure that we really dive into is sensitivity in our children, because it's something that I am absolutely passionate about. I really, if if I get nothing else to you as our listening audience in this show, I hope I get you to understand that sensitivity does show up in our kids very often. And I think our kids are are so much more sensitive than previous generations were. And check out their chart, see what's going on for them and see how you can help to support their sensitivity because that is how you're going to support them in their role as adults on this amazing planet that we live on going forward. So that sounds like a wrap-up, doesn't it? It's not a wrap-up, we're just getting started. (laughs) So Nani, do you mind if I kick off by talking about what I think is the most sensitive marker in the entire human design chart? I don't mind at all, that sounds great. Cool, because you've got some things that you can talk about as an expert and I've got a few things as well. So the, the big thing for me as a marker to sensitivity in the human design chart is if you or the person's chart that you're looking at has the gate 19. The gate 19 is the gate of sensitivity. It has a few other characteristics, but 
the way it expresses itself is as sensitivity. It can be sensitivity to pain. It can be sensitivity to taste, smell. It can be sensitivity to scratchy clothing. It can be sensitivity to pretty much anything. I noticed too with the gate 19, they can be very sensitive to anything artificial. So artificial flavors, artificial colors, artificial or synthetic fabrics, that sort of thing. They can be very sensitive to that kind of feedback, if you like. And when I say that, it can be, if I can perhaps use an example from my own life, Somebody I'm very close to has the gate 19 in a very prominent place in their chart and they are highly sensitive to artificial flavours and colours. And this expressed itself when this person was very, very, very young and now they just can't, they can't have anything that has artificial colours or flavours in it. It manifests as just getting them in such an emotional state that they can't control themselves. They cry. And it only goes on for about half an hour, but that's long enough to know that something's gone into their system that they were way too sensitive to and that they shouldn't have had. So the gate 19, if you see that in your chart or in anyone's chart, know that that particular person is going to be sensitive and to be very wary of that. What happens to these people very often when they grow into adults is that sensitivity becomes their superpower. But as a child, it can be really difficult to cope with. It can be the child that cries a lot. It can be the child that feels pain a lot. And so they tend to have a lot of time sick. It can really be quite a a struggle to deal with that energy. I was just thinking, so of course, our podcast is about essential oils and human design. So some essential oils that you can use if you have the gate 19 or if someone in your family does, because this energy, if it's in your family, everyone can probably feel it. I also know some people who have this energy in their family and it can, it can feel really big and it can be really hard as the parent because it just is what it is and it's not something that you're going to be able to just go in and fix. So you help your kids self-regulate or if you're an adult, you figure out how to self-regulate with it. And so something like a protective blend, which is on guard, is it this, it's the same, right, in Australia? Yeah. yeah. So on guard protective blend, which in particular clove and ginger are very protective essential oils. So those could be some good suggestions for highly sensitive kiddos. And actually, I would also recommend the stronger protective blend in the kid line of, this is the doTERRA essential oils, because if they're sensitive, they might actually even be sensitive to the essential oils that are a little bit stronger. Yeah, I find that definitely to be the case with my knowledge. Protective blend on guard and doTERRA is a fabulous blend for you know, staving off whatever ails you and for protecting you. However, for some people, it is just too much. <laughs> it really is. And so your options there are to dilute it, and that 
really does help. As Nani said, the stronger blend in the children's range, the kids' range, is fabulous. And the other one that I really like, it's another blend, another doTERRA blend, is the outdoor blend that I find also has a lot of protective factors. And some kids who are really, really highly sensitive find that one easier to manage. And so just popping, and and we are talking about kids here, but this works for adults too, obviously. Popping some oils on the soles of their feet before they put their socks on in the morning can just help to put them in that protective bubble that they need to be in. And another oil that I really like for sensitive people, including sensitive kids, is jasmine oil. So the jasmine touch roll-on is a brilliant oil to have on hand for those times when everything seems to be closing in. The jasmine oil seems to just be able to bring that comfort. And another oil that I have found to be very helpful for this particular sensitivity is the comforting blend, which is called Console in doTERRA. That seems to be very helpful as well. But I really think that one of the major things, one of the biggest things that you can do for anyone that you know who has the gate 19, no matter how old they are, is just acknowledge that they are sensitive. Just say, I know how sensitive you are. You know, I, 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 I don't know how you're feeling this. I don't know how it feels to you, but I know it feels bigger for you than it does for most of us. And just see them where they are. That in itself, that recognition goes so far in helping them to feel seen, helping them to feel supported and helping them to know that they're actually here for a reason because it can feel very overwhelming. So that's the gate 19. I mean, we could talk about it for ages, but it's a good kind of overview of what could be experienced in somebody who has the gate 19. And like I said, if you've got it, it's going to affect everything that's in your chart. So Nani, the the next one to talk about, I think, is the emotional solar plexus, an open emotional solar plexus. And this is this is you, isn't it? Yes, it definitely is. And I I feel this one all the time. And especially now that I know that I have an open emotional solar plexus, I'm super aware of it. And I don't think, I mean, none of these sensitivities are good or bad because the whole human design chart is good. But we're kind of talking about how you can misunderstand it or not know about it or just get in a stressful place and feel the, the low side of things. Whether, I guess, whether low or high, when I'm around anyone, I can feel their emotions. And I don't like big crowds whether the feeling is going to be exciting or sad or mad, I just can feel too much. And so I personally choose to stay out of that space, but some people, some people can ride on the emotions and be in that space on purpose. So that's the kind of exciting thing about the sensitivity. Once you like understand it and can, can use the power of it, you can, you can actually take in the energy and feel it from other people. I mean, just imagine for this one, it's 
even going to school for a young kid, I know some kids that go to school, elementary school even, that have open emotional solar plexus, which is 50% of the population. And just dealing with, I don't know, the cafeteria, I don't know if that's what you call it in Australia as well, but where, where you eat lunch is like massively overwhelming. And even the small classroom, you can feel sensitivity in there. So it's really all about helping your kids just be aware that they might be sensitive and and then help them figure out how they can self-regulate. And some of it's just about like knowing that it's not yours and trying to let it go. You know, this the, as I'm speaking out loud, it's a hard concept to teach your kids, but it's super important because I did not learn it when I was younger. And then I spent a good chunk, maybe 10 years of my life where I was like when you go off to college and you're living with a bunch of different people or living in a dormitory and there's just people everywhere. And I went to a big school with (laughs) tons of people everywhere and I just wasn't sure how to deal with it. And sometimes I would just cry, especially if I had a drink or two, it would just come out as emotions that I couldn't express otherwise. And they weren't even mine. So um, yeah, maybe I'm getting too deep here, but no, I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I think this, I think for people to recognise that, you know, this may very well be you, you listening. Nani may very well be describing for you behaviours that you've exhibited and couldn't explain and how liberating it can be to know that it's actually who you are. And it is there for a reason. But if Nani had have understood this energy when she was going through what she's just describing, she probably wouldn't have been going through it. It probably would have been a different experience altogether. So knowledge is power and understanding this. And sorry, I didn't mean to hijack the conversation, Nani. No, I think that's great. So, so yeah, so I think it's really important for everybody to understand that most people, almost everybody has got somewhere in their chart, somewhere in their chart that they are sensitive, that they experience the energy of that particular part of the chart in a sensitive way. So just understanding that that's who you are is so empowering. So Nani, what about oils for the emotional solar plexus? I know we've spoken about this many, many times before. Um, anything other than on guard, stronger, or my favorite one for that one, which I know I've mentioned before, is the outdoor blend. Anything else? I've probably mentioned Melaleuca before, but I actually I want to go back to the comforting blend console because I think for all of these sensitivities, especially if you're, you know, beating yourself up about anything that you're feeling <laughs> that's not even yours. I feel like console blend feels like a warm hug around your heart, which is hard to explain with like, or how an, essential, how an essential oil can do that. But it really, it really is comforting. And especially if your kids, like, I don't know if they let you put it on them when they're, you know, having a really hard time, but often you can't do much, but just getting a little bit of oil in the air or, yeah. um, is really amazing yeah yeah and uh, one of the things that i think you can do is get out trusty roller bottles you know the 10 mil roller bottles or even a 5 mil roller bottle and you know, make sure it's one of those sturdy ones there's a couple of qualities of roller bottles some of them are a bit thicker than others make sure that when you get them they're the thicker ones and just put let's take a 5 mil roller bottle 
or a 10 ml, just half the recipe. And take a five ml roller bottle and put four, five drops of console, the comforting blend, into the roller bottle. Top it up with a carrier oil, fractionated coconut oil or whatever you like, and give it to your child to pop in their pocket and have at school. Now, I don't know how strict your school policies are. I've certainly never run into any problems here with, with our system here in Australia, but there could be issues, I suppose. But just get the child every time they feel that feeling of overwhelm, just to whip the console out, pop some on the back of their necks and on their wrists and just have a big smell of it. And it's quite remarkable how effective it can be in making them feel just comforted <laughs> does what it says does what it says especially when you're not there to do it for them sound like I'm making this all about kids do it for yourself as well and and this dilution you know very often what we find is a less is more and not only that but the fact that you're diluting these beautiful pure essential oils with another carrier oil with another fat which is what the carrier oil is, can actually make them be more effective, can be absorbed by your system more effectively. So don't ever be frightened to dilute your essential oils. You know, we encourage it. We absolutely encourage it. If you need to use them very quickly, by all means, pop them on straight if you feel good about it. But dilution is, is an amazing way to get a really effective result. It wasn't meant to be a discussion about dilution, by the way. But it did turn out to be that. I was just going to say, as we've been talking, I was just realizing how how powerful essential oils are in the topic of sensitivity. Because when you're sensitive, that means that you're probably feeling something that's not necessarily yours. You're being sensitive to the environment or sensitive to other people, and you often won't, like, especially until you really hone in on learning about this, like you won't be able to identify where it's coming from. These essential oils know how to like help your body do what it needs to do to become rebalanced. Like that whole homeo, is that homeostasis? Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. A, it's, yeah. So the home, homeostasis. So it does, you don't have to know what is affecting you when you use the oils they just help that's what I love about them yeah your body understands them your body goes ah I know what you are go here uh, it's quite amazing isn't it so now should we move on to the next center which is another center for sensitivity which is the g center and the g center is it's basically where you're sensitive to other people's souls to who other people are and so this is this is my area i have this one and the open g center about 40 percent of us have an open g center and the open g center can just stand next to somebody and be very sensitive as to who they are they know who they are so we often talk about the open emotional solar plexus as being the true empath my theory on this with my open G-Center is that the open emotional solar plexus center is the true emotional empath and the open G-Center is the true soul empath. And very often people have both of these centers open. So they're very, very sensitive to who it is that they're with both emotionally and at a soul level. And so 
you know who you're standing next to. You're sensitive to who they are. You're sensitive to personalities. You know, if somebody's got a really harsh personality, you pick it up. You pick it up very quickly. And, you know, my best advice in that circumstance is if it's too much for you, get away from it. It can also be very sensitive to negativity, negative personalities. It has a very low tolerance for negative personalities. And once again, there will be times when you can't avoid being around a negative personality. But for the most part, my suggestion is get away from that energy. I know I've said it in the podcast before, but my personal belief on that saying of you are the product of the five people that you spend the most time with, I think that saying was written by or said by and for people with open G centers because you take in the personalities of those people around you. You are very sensitive to them. So I'm, I'm going to say it first now, I think I'm going to talk about Bergamo <laughs> because I think Bergamo is kind of like a bit of a, it's a bit of a suit of armor, if you like. When you put Bergamo on, it gives you the strength to be who you are and to honor who you are and to be strong in who you are. And this, you know, being sensitive and being strong don't necessarily have to be two separate things. I'm not saying that if you're highly sensitive, you're not strong. In fact, I would go so far as to say the absolute opposite is true. If you're sensitive and you're operating in the world in the way that we have the expectation of people to operate, that makes you incredibly strong. You know, I often look at people who I know are highly sensitive and I wonder at the strength and the resilience that they demonstrate every single day. And I, I get quite emotional about it with my defined emotional solar plexus. I get quite emotional about it because I believe that people who have a lot of sensitivity in their chart, who manage to get on with their lives in their beautiful, sensitive way are far more resilient than most of us ever dream of being. So, yeah, so that, that's just a different slant on it and probably completely off topic. But the Open G Centre, Bergamo is my go-to oil just to be strong in who you are and be still sensitive to other people. And one last area, and I won't dwell on this for too long, but another area of sensitivity in the chart, which I think is often overlooked, is the Open Spleen Centre. When you have an open spleen, you, are highly, you have a highly sensitive immune system this can also show itself as being sensitive to pain. So when you have the open spleen, you are more sensitive to pain than when you have a defined spleen. And you can be really sensitive to intuition and to, you can actually have a, a lot of fear of what's going on around you. You know, those fears of the spleen can really be amplified in the open spleen centre. So uh, we won't talk too much about that. We've done a whole episode on the spleen way back in episode seven, I think it was, Nani. But definitely the open spleen is going to be more sensitive to pain than the defined spleen will be. Those are definitely like the top four areas of the chart that are sensitive, but we also realized we're not going to go into depth into them, but we were just going to highlight a few other places. It's not really in the chart, but just configurations of the chart that could be sensitive. Like for example, a reflector, they have all open centers and they're taking in energy from all of their environments all around them. 
So the reflector is sensitive by nature and on purpose because they're supposed to be the barometer of health for whatever is going on around them. Their sensitivity was actually built into their chart so that they could gauge what's going on around them. So they have maybe more resilience than some of the other sensitivities. Just maybe Roz wants to talk about this part. <laughs> well, they're built to be sensitive, aren't they? That's what they're here for. They are, their job on planet Earth when they come here is to be sensitive. So, you know, they are the archetypical sensitive person. And rather ironically, they are built to handle it. If there is a design in human design that is sensitive, that is capable of handling it, it is the reflector. And if you're a reflector and you don't feel that what I'm saying sort of is resonating, it's probably going to be because you don't fully understand what is going on with your energy. You're here to sample. You're here to work out what's going on and reflect back to everybody what is going on. And so when things aren't too good, guess what? You're not feeling too good. When things are great, hey, happy days. It's all it's all great. But the reflector is actually, as Nani said, and there's that horrible word resilience again, the reflector is actually built to be quite resilient and quite capable of handling this. What looks to us, when we look at, a, when we look at the reflector chart, we go, whoa, what must that feel like? But they're actually built to be able to cope. I, I just wanted to say one quick thing about reflector kids, because I've actually seen a family who has many different types in it, and one of them is a reflector kid. The family sees the kid as being very sensitive and maybe very emotional because they're taking in emotions and all this stuff. But once they understood a little more about human design, now they're honoring giving the child space, like making sure they have their own room or their own space where they can go. And it's as simple as removing themselves from energy for a little bit just to take a break, break the auric space and and then may be able to come back and be fine. Yeah. So the, the ones that we really need to look out for are the people who only have a couple of centers defined in their chart. So you're either a reflector with no centers. The next level of definition, I suppose, is having two centers defined. And if you have two centers only defined, that can be a real challenge. And if you do have it, only two centers defined, the way that you get on in life is you follow your strategy. It all comes back to that, of course. You follow your strategy and life flows. But if you don't understand human design and you get your chart and you see that you've only got two centers defined or three centers defined, you go, oh, well, that explains a lot, doesn't it? That explains why I feel everything so much because unlike the reflector who is built to be sensitive, you don't necessarily have that same built-in resilience, that word again. And so it can be quite difficult for people who have a lot of openness in their chart, particularly projectors. It can be very difficult for them and you know, I see it in, in readings, when I see a child who perhaps only has a couple of centres defined, and they can be a generated child, they don't have to be a projected child, I can see how open they are to everyone else's energies and how sensitive they are to everyone else's energies. And so this is where we need to teach ourselves and our kids 
protection techniques, whether it be using essential oils, which as far as I'm concerned, especially for kids, is one of the easiest things. You know, find an oil that resonates for them. Give them their own diluted roller bottle of it to take with them everywhere they go, in their pocket to put on whenever they feel like it. You know, diffusing oils that help them. Teaching them energy protection techniques like putting themselves in a bubble, imagining themselves in a bubble that no one else can penetrate. These sorts of things can really be helpful for children and adults who are incredibly sensitive. Teaching them grounding techniques because very often when you are that sensitive, you feel very ungrounded. You feel very you know, floaty and away from where you need to be. And actually learning how to ground yourself in the moment can be so empowering and so helpful when you are that sensitive. My favorite technique or analogy is to be a screen and not a sponge in all these energies. Because sometimes you, I don't know, you can't protect yourself ahead of time or be proactive. And so it's kind of just letting the energies flow in and feel them and let them go out. And that's the gift of them is feeling them. So you are connected to other people, but you don't need to keep it. Yeah. 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 As a, if you happen to be a parent of a, a highly sensitive child, and this goes for adults as well, but a great thing to do is to allow your kids to choose their own oils. If you're using essential oils, it's just allow your kids to choose their own because they're so innately intuitive. We all are. You know, you don't have to have certain things in your chart to be intuitive. We are all highly intuitive and it's a matter of just allowing that intuition to guide us in situations like this. You know, allow them to choose an oil that works for them, that makes them feel stronger or more protected or, you know, less sensitive, whatever it happens to be, comforted, whatever it happens to be that they need. Just allow them to choose their own. And if you if you don't have a lot of essential oils but you know someone that does, ask them if you can take your child there and, and let them sort of smell them and see which ones work for them because you'll be amazed you'll be amazed at the results that you can get just from allowing them to make those kinds of decisions for themselves. I also quickly want to talk about these other types of sensitivities. Once again, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but there's a couple of other places where we can be sensitive. We can be damn sensitive, you know. Um, We can be sensitive to criticism in a few places in the chart. I think we've referred to this before in previous episodes too, Nani, but if you look at a chart and you see a connection between the throat and the G-centre, so when I say connection, I mean a channel. So it'll either be the channel 1333, the channel 18, the channel 31, 7 or the 2010. Any of those four channels which run between the G-centre and the throat, they are a sign that that person will almost invariably be sensitive to criticism. And this is something that's real. It really is real. If you have this, you know what I'm talking about. Because when you speak, when you act when you do something, when you create, when you show yourself, you're showing yourself from your soul. Remember your G-centre is where your soul lives. We just talked about that. And of course, your throat is where you communicate. So you're communicating from your soul. And 
it really hurts when somebody criticizes you because it feels like they're reaching into your soul and ripping it out and saying, you're just not good enough. And then you're throwing it on the ground. And that's really not true. Most of the time when criticism is handed out, it's not meant in that way at all. And I think it's really important and quite empowering to understand if you have that configuration that criticism isn't as personal as it feels. It really isn't. And, you know, it, it is always going to hurt. It's never going to go away because of the way that you're designed. But to have this understanding can be very empowering. And also, I want to talk about the fourth line. If you have a, a four in your personality profile, so if you are a two, four, a one, four, a four, one, or a six, four in your personality profile, criticism can be a little difficult to handle as well. And the reason for that is because one of the traits of the fourth line is that it doesn't much like change. And the reason it doesn't like change is because it, it finds change difficult. Now, if somebody's criticizing you and suggesting that you change, that's hard. That feels harsh. You want me to change? Oh, it's a really hard thing for me to do. And that can really hurt as well. So we as fourth lines, and Nani and I are both fourth lines, we can find it, a, you know, criticism of us a little difficult because it's kind of who we are. We, we don't want to change out of it, out of who we are. And you're telling us it's not right. Now, having and knowledge and understanding of human design makes a massive difference. Say, so, well, you get over it. <laughs> or, you know, maybe I do need to change. You know, maybe I need, do need to consider what's going on, even though I find it very difficult. So just understanding that is big. I think that if you have a fifth line, you also might be sensitive, but in a totally different way, because the fifth line in your profile is about other people, you're like mirroring back to them what they need to, to know or hear. And so sometimes they put things on you. They may blame you for things that really is about themselves. And so I think that sometimes the fifth lines can be sensitive over time based on experiences if they don't understand the fifth line because they feel like people are, you know, criticizing them. I guess this goes along with the criticizing. But really the whole fifth line is about, you know, teaching the other person what's going on for them. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. So if you're a, a one five, a five two, a five one, or a three five, then you will have had that experience that Nani was just referring to. And and just to wrap up, you know, if we haven't covered off something that you have in your chart and you think but they haven't said that and I'm highly sensitive. Yes, you are. Because wherever we are open in the chart is where we are sensitive. You know, we've just, we've just pulled out some markers. We've just pulled out a few pieces that are obvious markers. But wherever you are white in the chart is where you are going to be sensitive. And I think it's really important for us to acknowledge that. Sensitivity is a beautiful beautiful thing. If we didn't have it in our lives, we would all be in so much trouble. But I think part of the, the beauty of understanding your human design is understanding that this is who you are and that it's okay and that there's nothing wrong with you, that you are not broken, that you are here to do a job. And maybe, just maybe, you're not fulfilling that job. Maybe 
you know, if you're highly sensitive and it's hurting you every day, maybe you need to rethink how you go about doing things. And I'll say it again, follow your type and strategy. <laughs> it's so boring. But you know what? If I say it a thousand more times as we're doing these podcasts, I don't care because it is the most important part of human design and if you have any of these markers in your chart or you don't follow your type and strategy and life will be easier all right so thanks so much for listening i hope that you enjoyed today's program i hope you got something out of it i hope that it inspires you to look at other people's charts as well as your own. Don't forget, if you go to mybodygraph.com, you can run as many charts as you know birth dates and times and names for. And it can be so helpful for you to understand people, loved ones, friends, family, all sorts of people. It can be just so helpful for you to understand their design. And as I said, I'm absolutely passionate about getting this information in particular, this sensitivity information out to help our children because we are breeding more sensitive children. Every day, more and more sensitive children come into this world and we need to be able to support them to be the amazing adults that they are here to be. So, once again, thank you for listening. If you would like to know more about what either Nani or I do, as far as our human design work is concerned, you can go to our websites. Nani's is buwithnani.com and mine is findyournaturalgroove.com. We both have essential oils businesses and we would both either of us love to help you. So please contact either one of us if you don't already have essential oils in your life and you would like to get some. And we will look forward to catching you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now. Oh. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.